Good evening, everyone. Great to have you with us tonight. Thank you for joining with us on day five of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. This is Friday, and we are just delighted that you've chosen to take this hour and be with us. So thank you so much. If you're uh, watching us through one of our live stream uh, uh, platforms, thank you for tuning in and just being with us. If you're on our Facebook, we'd like for you, if you will, to just stop for just a moment and go to your page and there. Uh, share this with others that are watching, that, are, that, you can, uh, that you have on your friends list. It'll share. We'd like for you to do that. It will help us. And then uh, if you like what you're hearing and like what uh, we're doing, uh, just click that button. This helps us because it enables us to get uh, the message out further. So we would love for you to do that. Thank you for taking the time uh, to do that with us. If you're interested in knowing more about Jubilee Worship Center, you can go to jubileeworshipcenter.com and you can find out more information there. We have a lot of things that are there that would help you if you'd be interested in checking them out. And then you can check in with us as well. We'd love to hear from you and let us know what uh, the Lord's been doing in your life. Day five, uh, our focus and our attention is on a vision for our career or my career. And we're using the scripture verse Colossians chapter three, looking at verse uh, 23, 24. So if you, if you uh, can, take your Bibles out, open them with me. I'd like for you to open to the book of Colossians chapter 3 as a whole, because we're going to look at this tonight. A lot of times when we, you know, we put down a, a, a verse as a focal point for you to kind of center your uh, time of uh, prayer and devotion around, and, and that helps us to uh, just kind of stay focused on what we're doing. But I want to, what I'd like to do tonight is I'd like to just spend a few moments here and just go through the book of Colossians chapter 3, this one chapter, <clears throat> excuse me, with each and every one of you that are listening and, and those of you that are here tonight. So if you have your Bibles, just uh, let, let's look at this text for just a moment, this letter that Paul writes. It starts out like this. Since you've been raised to new life in Christ, with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. A greedy people or a greedy person is an idolater. Worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off the old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive everyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, and so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with the love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. For 
As members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always, always be thankful. Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel others with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him through God the Father. Wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents, for this, is ple this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they're watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear for the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. And remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites. It's interesting, this, this part of the letter that Paul writes to the church at, at Colossus, it's, it's, uh, Paul addresses three areas of life. He, um, he talks to husbands and wives, talks to parents and children, then he talks to slaves and masters. Now, just, just understand something here. During Paul's day, there were over 60 million slaves that were, uh, that were uh, it, involved in, 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 in this uh, time. They were working as slaves. Many of them uh, were of very wealthy households. And many of these slaves had higher education to the point to where that these slaves, actually one of the things they did was to teach the children of the house. And so uh, some people would all have, have asked the question, why, why did the early church not do something about the slavery uh, that was going on during this time. And it, it, you have to understand that the, the church, the early church, was a very small segment of society. And they weren't involved in, societal, in, in the societal arena. They didn't get involved in governmental affairs. That's not what, in fact, their goal, everything that they were about was about winning people to Jesus. We talked about that last night. And uh, if they were seen as anti-government, if they were seen as uh, that, th those kind of people, then it would have impeded their ability to stay focused on the main objective. And that was, their objective was to win people to Christ. So slaves were attached to the household in Paul's day. And... Uh, we today we would look at it like this it would be similar to employees and employers so this is the relationship so when we look at this the text we would look at it from the perspective of as one who works on a job and working for an employer and paul reminds the servants he says that they uh as a servant, you have to, master, you have to master your life and live your life in the, in the world you live in according to the way Christ lives in you. So if you think about your career, if you think about the, the, um, the job you do, wh wh whatever it is, whether it be, and again, uh, from, from the aspect of husbands and wives, wives and husbands, children and parents, parents and children, and then employer-employee or employee-employer. It goes both ways. The objective here is this, that everything that we do, doesn't matter what it is, 
it ought to always reflect the relationship we have with Jesus Christ. So when he talks about uh, working, and he says, don't do your best work when someone's watching you. Do your best work whether they watch you or not. In other words, you and I ought to give ourselves to the task at hand regardless of whether men are watching us. We're not men pleasers, but we really are Christ pleasers. And our objective in what we do is to please the Lord above everything else. So think about it this way. If I only do my best work when others are watching me, who am I doing the work for? If my, if my role in work is only to please the people that, I, that see me, then I've missed, I've missed the whole objective. My job, my role, is to please God first. And then from there, my life will be a, uh, a pleasure, if you will, to others. So I don't just offer eye service. I'm not, I'm not in this. I don't do this simply because I just want people to say, man, you do a great job. I, I'm not interested in that as much as I am in God saying, well done. That ought to be my heart. My heart ought to be, I want God to bless me. So when he talks about singleness of heart, this implies a heart that's fixed on one goal. No matter what I'm doing, what's the goal of my heart? It should be to honor Christ in my words and in my deeds. You know, it's a blessing to know uh, what, uh, what we know in Christ and to operate our lives. Uh, it, it's a blessing. Uh, what a blessing it is to know that Christian employees are actually, now think of this, we're actually ministers of Christ on the job. So whether we operate machines or tools or drive trucks or whatever it is, whatever job it is, whatever our hands are doing, that vocation actually is, in fact, ministry. We're doing the ministry of Christ to the world. So Paul tells us, he says, work must come from where? From our hearts. See? Do it heartily, he says. You know, half-hearted work is a poor testimony. The half-hearted, the unfaithful worker uh, the Bible says that if we're unfaithful in our work, we'll actually be judged because of that at his return. So it's important for us that we do our very best for Christ's sake. Uh, we should never want to do what we do half-heartedly because it reflects on our testimony as believers. I've always said that believers should be the best workers that a company has. They should give their best to the company that they work for. And the reason for that is not, you know, you may, you got to remember, uh, remember when you were praying for that job? Remember when you were saying, God, you know, I really want you to give me this job. I really want it. And God gave it to you. And now you're, you know, a few years into it. And sometimes we tend to think of things and see things not as they were in the beginning. But if we keep our mind and our eyes focused on Christ, and when we do what we do, we do it for the Lord. And I remember, I remember clearly the Lord convicting me of this back years ago when, when my daughter was just, she was just in kindergarten. And I remember I was working a job that uh, actually I had actually prayed, you know, that I would get the job. And I got it. And I remember... The job I had, I had to drive an hour to work every day. It was an hour one way. And I remember one day sitting, uh, standing in the, in the kitchen and telling my wife, the only reason I do this work is for you and for her. And if I was single, I would, I would quit this job and I would find another job. And I remember driving to work that day and I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying to me that Nothing will ever change on this job 
until you change your attitude about this job. And when you quit saying the only reason you do this is for your wife and daughter because you're supposed to be doing it for me. And I remember feeling so convicted in my spirit about that. And I thought, man, you know, and then I got to thinking, what would happen if I didn't have my wife and daughter? What if the Lord took them from me? Then I didn't have them no more. And then I thought, oh no, that's not what I want. That's not what I meant. What I did then was begin to change and I began to say, you know what, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity I have. See, I was, at that time, I, there was times when I, I really thought I was going through a nervous breakdown. Um, it, was, it was a crazy time in my life. But when I finally changed the way I prayed about my job, and that when I finally changed the way I saw my job, it was within, literally within weeks, everything began to change around me. And it's amazing how that happens. Because if you have the wrong outlook, if you see what you're doing in the wrong way, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, you say, well, what does that mean? Well, think about it this way. Proverbs 10.4. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Or Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Think about that. Proverbs 14, 23. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Proverbs 21 and 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Or how about Proverbs 22, 1. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver and gold. Proverbs 27 and 18. As workers who tend a fig tree are allowed to eat the fruit, so workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. See, there's, there's promises that are attached to how we approach the things we do every day. It's God who blesses. In fact, I was reading in Deuteronomy 28, and if you've ever read Deuteronomy, uh, you'll know that Deuteronomy is when Moses is standing before the people of, of Israel, and he's telling them the blessings and the cursings that would come upon them. And I love uh, Deuteronomy 28, 3 through 9. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. And blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the product of the ground, and the increase of your herds, and the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading, uh, kneading bat bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and flee before you seven ways. Wow. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which is the Lord your God gave you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his way. Is it any wonder we read in the word of God that if we want to experience the blessings of God, we must obey the commands of God? See, one of the commands is that whatever you're doing, do it heartily unto the Lord. Do it with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Do it with everything that is in you. And, and if we do this, it's amazing. See, uh, Paul said it like this in Romans 12, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I love that. Let's be enthusiastic about what we do. Amen. 
Now, I know everybody has Monday blues, right? We've all had them. We've all got up on Monday morning. It's like, oh, man. You know, uh, there's been a lot of times in my, in my life as a pastor, Monday morning, I wanted to write my resignation letter because I felt like I bombed it on Sunday. And I blew it. I didn't. But you know what? It's always amazing to me that if we have this idea that what we're doing we do to the Lord and we give ourselves to it, how God takes the things we have. You know, little becomes much when we put it in God's hands. And sometimes the feeble things we do and sometimes the little things that we, that we do may not seem like much, but if what we're doing, we're doing as unto the Lord, it's amazing how God takes that little bit and makes it much. See, if we do like 1 Peter 5 tells us, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Here's the thing. If, you're, if, you, if you've been praying for a promotion on your job, if you've been looking for a new door of opportunity to open up, if you've been asking God to show you a, something new and, and a new way to expand your life, the best way to do it is to humble your heart before God. Let Him, let him be the one. Why? Because He's the one that will lift you up. And he's the one, he said, he goes on to say, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. See, I believe that everything I have need of is not found in the world, but it's found in my God. I believe he's the one that supplies all of my needs. I believe that he's the one that sets up and puts down. I don't believe there's anything that happens in this life that God is unaware of. I believe God knows everything there is to know about everything about my life and about your life. And I believe that if we trust him and hold fast to his word, I believe that we can trust him to take care of the matters before us. But see, in order for that to happen, I've got to be willing to trust him. I've got to be willing to put everything I do before him. And to live my life in such a way that it says, God, you're first, you're foremost, you're everything. I, I don't have anything without you, God. And whatever I'm doing, whatever time of day it is, I want to do it as unto you. And I know now, I know we as human beings, it, it's easy to get on the complaining wagon and it's easy to complain about things when things are not going the way we want them to. And it's easy for us to look at things through a negative point of view because things are just not happening the way they are. But here's the thing I want you to see. What the writer was trying to tell us in this text, it says this, whatever you do, do it to the Lord. Don't do it to men. Do it to the Lord. Why? Because we know it's from the Lord we receive. It's from the Lord. You know, promotion comes from where? From the Lord. Promotion doesn't come from men. Promotion comes from the Lord. And if we'll trust Him and believe in Him, no matter what we're seeing, no matter what happens, I promise you this, God will, God will exalt you in due season. He'll make a way for you when you didn't think there was ever going to be a way. How many times have we seen God do that See, that's what I believe, and that's what I trust that God is going to do for you and for me. I've asked Sister Lynn tonight to, to lead a prayer. And right after she's finished, this is what we're going to do. We're going to open up our prayer guide, and I'm going to ask you, if you will, to go to the page 38 in your prayer guide, and we're going to pray tonight the prayer of Jabez, all right? And if you had your children, your, your children's prayer guide has the prayer of Jabez in it just as well. So, so your children can follow along tonight, and you can follow along with us as we pray that. But before we do that, I want Sister Lynn to come, and I want her to just lead us in this prayer. So Sister Lynn, thank you for coming, and thank you for taking this time to pray. All thanks to God the Father, in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I come before you to give thanks to you for being the one who sets everything in place for those who follow you. 
I'm praying to you for those who are out of a job and are looking. I ask God to go before them to clear a path. Lord God, thank you for the doors of opportunity that you will and have opened for them. It may not always be the job they think, but it may be the job that's best for them. So I pray that they will put their trust in the Lord and step out in faith, knowing that you are going to be going before them. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that you are a representative of Christ Jesus. He has given us a new heart filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when you operate in the fruit, you glorify God in your walk. Lord God, give them the strength to be the best that they can be at whatever they do, and they will do it with the heart of the Lord. I pray that more people step step out in Christ to be a reflection of him in all that they do at work and in life. Lord God, I ask for an upgrade in protection and strength for our first responders in the upcoming days ahead. And finally, Lord God, I thank you for giving our pastor the protection and strength during these trying times and keeping him well while serving you and directing us. May God's grace be with you. Amen. 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 Thank you. I love that scripture verse in Jeremiah 29. I do it. That right there, that's one of those verses that just leap out. God has plans for us. Aren't you glad? Even on our jobs, even in there, the supply of God comes because of him. You know, in the prayer of Jabez on page 38, you can follow along with me tonight. We're going to just kind of look through this. This is a wonderful text. The Bible says in, in, in uh, First Chronicles 4, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Listen, I want you to do, I want you to I want you to say it with me out loud. Say this verse out loud with me again. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, "Oh that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain." And God granted his request. I, I, I just love this. I love it. The prayer of Jabez. Jabez begins his prayer by asking God for a blessing. Think about that. A blessing. Don't we need blessings? We need blessings. You need blessings. I need blessings. Amen. We need more of the blessings of God. Those equip us to be what God wants us to be, to make a difference, right, in the kingdom. We need more provision, more spiritual giftings, wisdom, greater understanding, so that we can bless others with what God has given us. Now understand this. When we say we need more of, it's not that God wants to create more. He's got more for us, right? It's already there. Sometimes we don't tap into it. We don't get from the Lord the things that we have, they're there, but many times things are in the way. So tonight, what we want to do, we want to pray God's blessing on this because we know God wants to do this. James 4, 2, you do not have because why? You don't ask. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? You don't have because you simply don't ask. How many times have we said, well, I don't think, you know, God's not really interested in me praying about that. Oh, friend, There's never a time God's not interested. When you ask, he said, he said, when you ask, you're not received because you're asking for the wrong motives. So that means that, okay, check my motive, God. Why? Why am I praying? Why am I asking? That we will spend what we get 
on our pleasure or is it because we want what God wants for us? God wants to bless us, but he often, he is often waiting on us to ask with the right heart. We have a big God and he can be bold, we can be bold in asking for his blessings just as Jane points out. God sees our hearts and we get his attention when we ask for blessings with a motivation to help. Oh, he said, that you would bless me. Let's pray that prayer right now. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, I believe, Lord, that you desire to bless your people. I believe, God, that blessings come from above. They don't come, Lord God, from, from the world. They come from you. And so, God, what we need, Lord, is we need hearts that are receptive to you to be open, God, to what you have for us. Why? Because you know what we have need of. You know the things that are going on in our lives every day. You know, God, how to meet the need that we have. God, everything that goes on in our lives, God goes on, God, in front of you. You know it. There's nothing, God, that takes you by surprise. We need your provision. We need you to equip us. God, we need your power. We need your grace. We need you, God, in our lives. And so, God, today I ask you, God, that you would just begin, as Lynn prayed today, God, she talked about the fruit. Lord, we want fruit to be made manifest. God, we want more of your love and more of your joy and peace and gentleness and goodness, faith and self-control, God. We need this. This is like you, Lord, and, and God, we need that. So God, like Jabez prayed, God, that you would bless us, that you would pour it out upon us and God that your truth God would be made manifest in our hearts so that God we can let others see it God we know Lord we're not of this earth but we are the kingdom of God and so today help us God that we would uh, just allow your blessings Lord to flow out of us you said to Abraham that you would bless him so that he could be a blessing God I believe that you want to bless your people so that they too can be a blessing I believe, God, that the church is a blessing, God, to this world. I believe that the church in America is supposed to be a blessing to America. I believe, God, that you want to flow your blessings through us so that we can bless those around us. I believe, God, that it's important, God, in this day and time, especially that, God, that we, Lord, walk in the blessing and the favor of your, of your word over our lives. God, that the Holy Spirit would flow through us, that you would be made manifest in us. God, in our families, in our homes. God, through our spouses, through our children. God, that the things that we do, Lord, on the job or wherever we are, Lord, we do it because of you. Father, I pray today that the blessings, God, would flow in our lives and flow out to others because you, God, have brought us to this place to where, God, we are here to serve those O oh Lord, in whom you placed within our lives. And notice also the second part of this. He asked for what? He asked for influence. As God's blessings increase in our lives, we ask for greater, uh, for, to experience greater opportunities to influence the world around us. You know what, folks? Listen, I really believe this with all my heart. I believe the time has come for the church to be the church. We talked about it yesterday. And we need, to be a, we need to have a greater influence in the world we live in. Amen. And God has empowered us with his, with his Holy Spirit that we could be a blessing. So he said, he said it like this. He said, enlarge my territory, God. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge the place where I am, my place of influence. Your world is not my world. But your world is the world that God placed you in. And God desires you to be a, an influence in that place. And knowing that God can make a way, trust him to open doors. So would you pray right now? One of the things I'm going to ask you to pray is pray for open doors of opportunity that God would give you influence to those who don't know him. Father, I come to you right now. And God, I thank you today. Because God, I believe Lord, that as you bless my life, God, I believe that you can expand my influence. I believe, God, that there are people, Lord, that you have put into my sphere of my world that only I, God, am going to be able to reach.
Therefore, Lord, it is imperative for me to be mindful of the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be drawn by the Holy Spirit, to speak words as the Holy Spirit gives them to me, because God, I believe that you want me to reach people, Lord, in my world. So Father, I pray today that you would open doors of opportunity for my life. I pray, God, that I will be able to impact the world that I live in, and God, that in doing so, I can reach out to those who are in need. They're all around me, God. There's never a moment in time, God, that I don't see people that are in need. They're, they're, every time, God, that I'm out, everywhere I go, the people I talk to, the people that, that I'm in, if I'm in a restaurant or if I'm at the store or if I'm on the job, Lord God, this is the reason why you said in Colossians, whatever you do in word and deed, whatever, do it heartily unto the Lord. Do it with all your heart to the Lord. Why? We, God, want our influence, God, to be there. The world, God, and all the negative and all the crazy stuff that goes on, God, it impacts people's lives, God, in a negative way. But you, God, have set your church, God, where it is. Why? So that we can be an influencer. We can see change come to people's lives. So, God, I pray today that you would help us. Oh, God, give me a heart to make a difference in the lives of people let me not be satisfied, God, Lord, with just going through the motions of life and just living my life. But God, let me be one, oh Lord, that has a heart for others. God, as we pray so often, touch through my touching, love through my loving, care through my caring, God. This is where it's at. This is what we need to do. God, I know that you can help us, God, to do the right thing, to be responsible, Lord. In everything that we do, God, I pray, lead us to that. God, enlarge our terry, territory. God, you said to, to Joshua, everywhere the soles of his feet would go, that ground would be his. Well, Father, I believe, God, that's for us too. I believe we too, Lord, can claim our homes. We can claim our neighborhoods. We can claim our cities. We can claim our state. We can claim our nation, God, for you. I don't believe, God, it's too late. I don't believe it's over yet. I still believe, God, you're moving. I still believe that we are the ones that you're moving through, and God, that we can make a difference in the world we live in. So God, I pray, enlarge our territory so that we can see a greater impact of your glory on the world that we live in. We pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Notice also what he says. He says that he said, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. In order for us to have this kind of influence, we need God's presence in our lives and through his power at work within us, God can do more than we could ever ask or imagine. Let me ask you a question real quick. When was the last time that you just had that imagination of seeing God do the thing you've asked for. Do you remember? In other words, have you ever thought about, did you ever get a picture in your heart of what it would be like to have your entire family saved? Sitting in church with you, worshiping God. There's your son and your daughter. There's your husband, your wife. There's your family members, all gathered together, raising their hands up to God and praising the Lord. Get a vision right now of what it is God wants for your heart. Let him speak to you. Let him see, as we ask for the blessing and influence, we need to ask for his presence. Just as Jabez did, God, let your hand be upon us. So right now, would you just pray, God, there is no way. There's just no way. We could ever do what we need to do without you. There's no way, God, that we could ever accomplish all that's been asked of us without your presence in our lives. So God, I pray today, Lord, that you would see us because without you, God, we are nothing. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Lord, even 
Jesus said, I can do nothing apart from the Father. The truth is, God, without your presence leading us, without the Holy Spirit leading us, Lord God, we'll make a mess of things. Lord God, without the Holy Spirit leading us, we would speak when we shouldn't speak. We would act when we shouldn't act. And oh God, how many times did we do that in the past and mess things up? And God, that we have to go back and we have to try to figure out how to correct the wrong we made. God, what a difference it would be, Lord, when your presence goes before us and you, God, lead us. We are dependent completely upon you. God, we recognize that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that raised us up. And because you raised us up, we can walk in your power. And God, we can see things done. So Father, I pray, speak over your church right now. Speak over their hearts. Speak over their lives. Let them begin to see, God, that, Lord, that you are with them, that you said in your word you would never leave them and you would never forsake them, but that you're working, God, all things right now into their lives. You will make them successful in the things that they do. God, you will open doors. You will do this because you go before us. We're not doing this alone, God. We're not even going to attempt to try to do something, God, without your presence with us. God, it's, it's like Moses, God, crying out to you before they, God, when they were seeing the, 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 the Egyptians riding on them. Lord God, he said, we can't go, if your glory does not go before us, we cannot do this. And the truth is, God, we can't do it either. And what made the difference, God, in the early church and the church now? God, that same power, Lord, that enabled the early church to accomplish what they were to accomplish is the same power, God, that enables us to accomplish what we can accomplish now. But Lord God, we need, we need to listen. We need to be attentive. We need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So Father, I pray, lead us. Guide us. Show us those things, I pray, in Jesus' name. Notice also what he says. Notice he, he, he goes on, and when he, when he talks about this, he says, keep me from harm. Man, think about this. In the world that we live in, when there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative things going on, we need the protection of the Holy Spirit. I believe God's hand is upon us. Amen. I believe he's upon, his hand is on your life. I believe Without a, with a doubt, his hand is on this church. I believe that, that, he is, that he's working, and I believe he's doing things. But I also know that there's an enemy out there who is strategically plotting and planning every single day to try to figure a way to destroy all that God is doing in our lives. The Bible says that the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I want to walk in that abundance. I want to walk in that power. I want to walk in that. But I also know that I need God. That there, we, we see it in Scripture. He puts a hedge of protection about his people. This is what Jabez asked for. Protect me. If we're influencing the world for Jesus. We've got to understand the enemy's trying to stop us. There's no doubt about it. And it leads us to pray that God will not only help us if the enemy attacks but that he will protect us from the enemy attacking us. Jesus won the victory. Can you say amen? There is no reason to fear what is before us because the enemy is already defeated and God promised to be with us and he promises, he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Therefore, as we pray right now, God, that we will walk out every day in our lives. God will walk out your purpose. As we do, Father, I know the enemy. He is out, God, to try to slip us up. God, he's trying to confuse your people. Lord God, he'll even, he'll even use things, Lord, that in our eyes appear to be something that you would do because he appears as an angel of light, but he's a wolf in sheep's clothing.
Oh, how we need to be God spiritually sensitive and attuned to what is going on. And Lord, to believe, God, that your hand will, will lead us. And God, that we know your spirit. We know your presence. We know you lead us. God, as we've been talking about it on Sunday, Lord, in our services, to understand, God, not to let the enemy get a foothold in our lives. Lord, I've seen it happen in, 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 in good people. Lord God, Lord, they meant well. They wanted to do what was right, but Lord, the enemy crept in. God, I've watched, Lord, as people have, have, have found themselves caught in the trap, the snare of the enemy. And God, they don't know what to do about that. And there may be those right now, God, that have been praying, God, along with us tonight, and they're saying, God, I need you. I need you to lead me. I need it. And I don't know how to get out of where I'm at. Oh, God, but you, God, have given us a hope and a future. And God, you said in your word that you would lead us through these things. And Lord, if we, if we falter, if we stumble, Lord, God, you're right there to pick us back up. God, you said that if we, God, just confess to you, Lord, our wrongdoing, if we confess where we mess up, Lord God, that you will be faithful, God, and you will, Lord, help us, God, to be on the right road and continue there. And even when the enemy does, and God, Lord, I was talking about it today, God, that song we sang when I was a child, the devil's a sly old fox. Lord God, he's always looking for a way, but God, I believe, Lord, as the psalmist declared, you can show and reveal the snares of the enemy even before they are set. And God, that we can avoid them, we can walk around them, we can go through them. Lord God, there's nothing you cannot do when we follow you. God, we believe that today. You keep your people, God. You watch over your church. You build your church on a holy faith. You strengthen our hearts, God, to be what you want us to be. You enable us, God, by the Holy Spirit to do what we could have never done in ourselves. For that, God, I thank you today. I thank you for your protective hand. How many times have we gone through life and not realized how God's hand was on us? How many times have we avoided disaster because we prayed before we went out the door? How many times has God helped us to avoid? It may have been just a matter of seconds and we could have been involved in an accident, but there was a delay. We didn't realize the delay. We, we got, maybe we even got upset at the delay. And we thought, man, I can't believe I'm... And then we realized if it hadn't been for that, it was God's protective hand upon us. How many times, oh God... Would you, would you just thank him for that? For his protective hand? Thank him for protecting you. Thank him for watching over you. Thank him for keeping you. How many times, how many times has it happened? God, I thank you for that. Man, I've seen times, God. I look back over my life, God, and I realize, Lord, if it weren't for your hand of protection, I don't even know what would have happened to me. God, I have seen you move, Lord, in ways, Lord God, that it had to have been you. It couldn't have been anyone else. It was you. You were working. You were moving. You were blessing. You were protecting, God. And Lord, just like Jabez prayed this prayer, Lord God, the truth is, Lord, and I, I just love what it said when it says, God granted the request. God, I believe that you will grant the prayer of our heart tonight. I believe, God, that you will bless us. I believe, God, that you will enlarge our territory. I believe, God, that your hand is on us and it will stay on us. I believe, God, you'll keep us from harm and keep us, Lord, from the things, God, that come our way. I believe that. I believe, God, that you hear the heart cry of your people. And I believe, God, that even when things happen, Lord, that we didn't expect. Things, God, that we prayed, and God, we didn't get the answer we wanted. 
or it didn't happen the way we thought it should, at the end of the day, God, the truth is, your hand was upon us. It was you that was working. It was you. If when we stop and we look back and we see, Lord God, we may not always understand it right now, but God, in the end, we can understand your hand is there. Oh, and I'm thankful for that tonight, God. I'm thankful, Lord, because I know that you're the God that changes things before us. And I thank you, God, that you're the God of healing. I thank you, God, that you heal our hearts and our lives and that you move in the things that go on in our lives. There are, there are a number of prayer needs that, that, that have been brought to us. And church, I want us tonight, I want us just to, to pray, but I, I, I want us to, to give God praise too, right? Because when we pray, we believe God answers prayer. We don't just do this as an exercise. This is not an exercise. This is what we do because we believe that God hears us and answers us. And I want to give praise to the Lord for Sister Pauline's grandson, DJ, because she let us know that he's doing much better right now. So we just give God praise for that, for another answered prayer. Amen. How many answered prayers has God brought to your life and mine? Amen. He's done great things. He works in miraculous ways. And so tonight, as we pray for these, I want you to draw your attention to those who are in need tonight and believe God to move upon them. Father, in Jesus' name, your word says with your stripes we're made whole. God, there is nothing too big for you. There's no disease there's no problem, there's no issue in life, Lord God, that you cannot handle right now. So Father, we come, we come, Lord God, for Virginia Perez right now. God, we ask you to touch her. Lord, move upon her life. God, we come because we know, Lord, that you can move and heal and take charge of the situation. I pray, God, right now for uh, Greg Miracle's mom in the hospital. Oh, God. You, Lord, can raise her up. God, I pray, God, that you touch Sister Louise Scott. Lord God, she's, she's doing better, God, but there's still a ways to go. Lord God, I pray for supernatural strength, God, and healing over her body right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you move upon Sister Shantae's mom. God, continue, Lord, the work. God, finish what you started in her. We pray it in Jesus' name. God, for Mary and Lisa right now, touch them, God, we ask. Oh, Lord, for Tony. God, this young man, I pray God touch his heart. I pray, Lord, change his life. I pray, God, just move upon him. God, we pray, God, for Idalia right now. God, we pray, Lord, we ask you to move upon the Delbury family. They're going through, God, such a difficult time right now. Lord, they're dealing, Lord God, with, with, with an illness, God, over a family member, God, and things that are happening, Lord, and their struggles, God, there to know what to do, God, what's next. Father, we pray, have mercy, be gracious to them, God. Strengthen them and encourage them, Lord, and, and lift them up, Lord, through this moment, we pray, God, we ask you to move, oh God, upon uh, Brother Jamal and God, the ministry and global hope. And we pray, God, for the Rossin family right now, God, in Germany. We pray, Lord, for the Anascats, God, our, our, our missionary evangelist, Lord. We pray, God, that you'll open doors of opportunity, God, for them, God, to win people to you. And Lord, use them, bless them, God, and fulfill, Lord, the desires of their hearts. We pray, God, for the Sanchez family, God, oh, that you would continue to move. We pray, God, for Eva's friend Tammy and Jeff. God, we ask you to move upon them right now. We pray, God, for Cindy again. God, comfort them and strengthen them through the time that they're going through. We pray, God, for Sister Sherry's aunt. Lord, that you'll just move on this need. 
Lord, there's a healing virtue that flows from Calvary. Lord, your blood, oh God, cleanses us from all of our sin and changes everything, God, about us. God, I pray, raise her up, Lord. Move upon her life. God, for Sister Pat Grissom right now, Father, I ask you, God, give her strength, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would touch her, Lord, physically right now. Lord, that you would just supernaturally move upon her. I pray, God, for Tammy's brother, Lord, who's gone through surgery. And now, Lord, he has to, Lord, know what to do next, God, in his life. I pray most of all for his soul right now, God. Oh, Lord. Would you touch his soul? Lord God, it's never too late. So God, I pray, move upon him, God. Touch Tammy, Lord, and the things that she's dealing with, God. I pray, Father, that you would just move, Lord, in her behalf. I pray, God, and I want to thank you, Lord, for touching my daughter. God, thank you. God, it's been a difficult moment, but Lord God, I thank you because, Lord, her testimony, God, I thank you, God, because you're there. I thank you, God, because you don't leave us in our times of need. And God, even when we don't understand it, we can still say, I trust the Lord. I know you're able, Lord. I thank you for that touch. Oh, God, Mary Fox's sister right now, we pray. Just move upon her. God, just touch her. Raise her up. God, move. God, for Sister Carol Martin in the hospital right now. And our pastors and their families, Lord, I pray, God, your servants, Lord, touch them. God, this, this thing, God, dealing with COVID, Lord God, and what it, the impact it has had upon the body of Christ, Father, and your servants, Lord God, it's been heavy. We've lost pastors and families, God. Pastors have lost families. We've had pastors, God, that have funerals, Lord, almost every month, Lord God, because of of the COVID virus, Lord, and because of the, the things that have happened to their, their parishioners. God, that can be very discouraging. But God, I pray, Lord, that you would lift them up. I thank you, Lord, for our bishop. I thank you, God, that you've given us, God, Dr. Gosnell and his wife, Lord, to lead us. I pray your blessing on them, God. I thank you, God, for our administrative bishop, God, over the church of God. I pray, God, for Bishop Hill. I ask you, Lord, that you would just touch him. Lord, there's a lot that goes on, Lord, that we don't even know about. There's weights, God, that he carries, Lord, that he has to bring to you. Father, I pray, lift them up. And our leaders, God, draw them, God, I pray. I pray for our nation, God, a nation, Lord, that's in turmoil, a nation, God, that's going through difficult moments. But I believe, God, that you're able, God, to help us. So let us, oh Lord, look to you. We see you in it. We know you're there. We know you've not abandoned your people, God, but that you're moving, Lord, even now. Father, I pray, God, for Jason. I ask you, God, just to touch him. I pray, God, for his healing and others like him. Young men, God, I pray for this generation, God. Lord, I pray that you'll bring a healing to this generation. And I pray, God, that you'll raise up stalwart men and women that will lead. God, young men like Lucas. God, I pray, God, bless him, God, when he goes to school. I pray, God, that, that his generation, God, that you will, God, just help them to see, lead them, God. And God, I pray your blessing over them. And I pray, God, that you would work, God, your work. Lord God, let us, God, hear the word today, a word of life a word of grace. Oh, that you would, God, you would enlarge our territory. And God, grant the request. God, I thank you for it. I thank you for your healing, Lord. I thank you for your deliverance, God. How many times have you moved, Lord? So I thank you for it. And I give you the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow. Oh, that you would bless me. On my job, in my home, in all that I do, let me do it as unto you.
thank you so much for joining with us tonight. If you want to know more about Jubilee Worship Center, as I said early on, check it out, jubileeworshipcenter.com. There you can find all kinds of past services are there. You can, you can log in and you can watch some of our church services. We just want you to uh, be a part of what we're doing. Hope you'll tune in again. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday at 1030. Then our prayer time Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is, is your day of prayer at your leisure, wherever you find the time. Set the time aside and we'll see you back here again on Sunday. God bless you. Have a great night and may the Lord be with you everywhere that you go. God bless you.